Open the Word of God with me, please, to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I am conflicted today because my flesh wars against my spirit, my spirit against my flesh. On my way to this meeting place from my home, there is a beautiful facility that is vacant on Bridges Road at 385 that would make a great place for us to meet. If we were to take just a little bit of our church capital and put in it a large screen, a couple dueling grand pianos for Jonathan Carnell and Chris Nappy to man, and the enthusiasm and gifts that we already have in our church. In 90 days, you wouldn't be able to get off of 385 to get onto Bridges Road because we'd have a sound system and a video system and enthusiasm, and we would preach a little bit of the Bible, unlike New Spring that hasn't thought about cracking it, or Elevation Church in Charlotte, and we could rock Greenville. In six months, we would move from there to the corner of Millennium Drive and Woodruff Road and take over 820,000 square feet that's been sitting there vacant in the primest real estate in Greenville. And then we'd have a bigger screen and better sound system. And in five minutes, I could have all of you jumping. We could have all of you jumping, tears streaming down your face. By the throbbing, everybody swaying, the throbbing sound of Christian rock, praising Jesus and Jehovah. Why don't we do it? Because of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Hear them. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Amen and amen. Amen. I have a three-word job description in the second verse. And it is preach the word. It's not amplify the band. It's preach the word. It's not rock the crowd. It's preach the word. And that's why we do what we do in our church. And so while our flesh and spirit at times is conflicted as to why we're meeting in this small, obscure little place with so few, compared to what we could do in just a few weeks or months with different apparatus and a different approach, and we have the gifts and the energy and the enthusiasm in this church to do it, this is what we do. And this is what we are committed to. Because it's the perilous times and the draw of those competitors is great. And we see that they don't know their Bibles, and they don't preach the Bible, And we see that we could do even a better job at what they're claiming is their job. 
but we do this job. And so there shouldn't be a conflict any further after we open the Word of God and look at these four verses and see Paul's solemnity and severity about the matter in charging Timothy and dropping the name of God and dropping the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and charging him to be faithful to preach the Word. There is nothing in the New Testament about playing. There's nothing in the New Testament about personalities. There's nothing in the New Testament about popularity. It's all about preaching the Word. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. You know the passage that we were just at and how it says that the times would come when men would no longer endure sound doctrine. And if that passage had been fulfilled earlier, it certainly is being fulfilled now, like never before. Men can't endure preaching of the Word. They want all the entertainment and they want the music and the amplification and the casual approach to networking together with others on the Lord's Day. In 1 Corinthians 4, I want to compare, because Paul did, those preachers that are out there today with those megachurches. The Joel Osteens, the Perry Nobles, the Stephen Furtick's, and the Benny Hinn's and so forth. Let's let Paul, with a great deal of irony and sarcasm, ridicule the false teachers at Corinth in comparison to himself and the other apostles. I have preached through this phrase by phrase before, but I'm hoping that you'll listen to me now tell you that as I start out in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 4, it is ironic and it is sarcastic as Paul ridicules these reigning kings, the false teachers in Corinth, like the false teachers today, in comparison against the apostles. Do you know what the apostles were in this world? Instead of the nation's pastor, instead of meeting with popes and presidents, do you know what the apostles were? The filth and off-scouring of the world. So I read to you verses 8-13, through as Paul mocks the Corinthians, Now ye are full. Now ye are rich. Ye have reigned as kings without us. And I would to God ye did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God hath set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake. But ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place and labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. Amen and amen. I'm no longer conflicted. We've opened the Word of God. It's reminded us why we do what we do, how we should do it, where we should do it, and may God bless us in the doing of it.
Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Hallowed be thy name, our thrice holy God. We bless and we praise thee. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which wast, which art, and which shall forever be the living and true God. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent of the world and revealed them unto babes, even unto us, Your little babes, Holy Father. We thank Thee in Jesus' name that many prophets and righteous men have desired to hear these things and see these things, but did not hear or see them. And we both hear and see them. We thank Thee that Thou hast revealed so much to us by Thy Spirit and Thy Word. Heavenly Father, we are no longer conflicted because our spirit wars against our flesh and we will not let our flesh win. We will walk in the Spirit and do the things that Your Word of God declares to us. We know what we could do to be like them. We know that we could win their favor and popularity. But, O Lord, we want to win your approval and your acceptance. Have mercy upon us this day. Heavenly Father, we shall sing without accompaniment by speaking and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We shall open thy word and preach and declare it boldly. And we pray that you would grant it to have free course and be glorified among us. We shall come to thy table, O Lord. A table that we judge carefully, that those who partake of it are living public lives worthy of your name. We thank you for the like-minded brethren that make up this church. We pray for your blessing upon it. We pray that the Lord Jesus Christ, who walks among his golden candlesticks, will be pleased with this, his body, and his building, and his bride. O Lord, fill us with the power of Pentecost, that we will be lifted up in our spirits and filled with all joy and peace in believing, and that we will abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, we love Thee. We thank Thee for first loving us and setting Your everlasting love upon us before the foundation of the world. We thank Thee that Thou hast been preparing a kingdom for thy children from that same point in time. And we thank thee that in the fullness of time, you sent forth the Lord Jesus Christ to be our Savior. And because we are your sons, you have sent your Spirit into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, have mercy upon us this day. Heavenly Father, let the Word of God have free course and be glorified throughout the earth. Let every sincere and honest assembly of saints gathered together to worship in spirit and in truth this day. Be among them. Be with them. Put a hedge about them. Defend them and bless them. And we'll thank Thee for it. Heavenly Father, be with their ministers, that they might stand boldly and make manifest the glorious gospel of grace. We thank Thee for the words of God that are inspired and then preserved in our language for us to have before us, that we might know Your will for our lives. We thank Thee that Thou hast abounded toward us 
in all wisdom and prudence, and that you have made known to us the mystery of your own will. Oh Lord, we are blessed abundantly. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sinfulness. Forgive us our slothfulness, O Lord, and have mercy upon us in this hour. Heavenly Father, there are many of us that are sick today, and we pray for each one of them that you will strengthen their bodies upon their beds, and that you will come to them and speak to their hearts and their minds, and that you will lift them up by whatever means they have to seek your word in your face. Be with them and do heal them and bring them back to us again soon. We're thankful to be in your house. Bless us now. Lead us in every way that we would follow the due order and please you. That we would follow your word. And that we would be blessed this day for having been in the house of the Lord. Our goal is to glorify thee. Heavenly Father, glorify thyself to us. Glorify thyself through us. And glorify thyself by us. This we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of this church, its cornerstone, its bishop, the great shepherd of the sheep, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, our Lord and Savior, our Apostle and High Priest. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.